Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Chief of the most popular Chiefs website on the internet and is a master of impressions. If they win this game, they're going to make the playoffs. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins the drive. I don't even know who that impression is of. I don't even know whose voice he's trying to mimic. To my right is a man who needs no introduction, a man that braved the snow, ice, sleet, hail, and the elements to come here and give you the best Chiefs analysis of any human being in the world. Mm. He is my friend. He is an author. He is a television star. Right. An overall swell individual. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins us on the show today. Pete Sweeney! Good to be here. And, and... Uh, not as tough to get through the the wintry mix uh, today as yesterday, but I did make it to Arrowhead both days. Snow's not going to keep me down, and it's good to be here. It's good to have a, a playoff week. I heard someone through the grapevine said you're thinking about going to this game on Saturday. I don't know who told you that. Aren't you? Don't you think that it would be a a nice thing for you to support your football team? You know, you got this radio show, two to six. I'm thinking. You, you know, you, you bundle up, you head out there. I am. You know what? I actually am not opposed to the idea of going to this game. If you have a suite, if right. you know someone who has a suite and would host me and Rob for the game, I will what happily if, attend the game. What about 50 yard line, lower bowl? No. Is it outside? Yeah. Then I will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> then I will not be there. That's what I was, that's what if I you're was telling me to. that there is an indoor option of mm. going to Arrowhead and yeah. getting the feel and roar of the crowd, but also right. being able to see the game and stay warm, I, I am I am down to go in a suite. The snacks in the suite are a plus as well. You know, underrated part of it, but you get a lot of different snacks. I mean, the variety in there is is excellent. I love a variety. Yeah. That's, right. how, that's how Taylor watches the games, really. So that's the only way to watch it. Yeah. Uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney, he is now confirmed that he will be at Cinderblock Brewery <laughs> on Friday, January 12th, starting at 6 o'clock. The third annual playoff Pilsner release. Dusty will be broadcasting their live starting at 6. The entire 610 Sports radio staff will be present. We will be playing left, right, center. Mm. So I want to tell you to, if you would like to participate, to come prepared to play left, right, center. I am going to be prepared. I am bringing the game. Rob is going to play. Cody's playing. Alex is playing. Drew. It's going to be a healthy game if you know what I'm talking about. It's going to be a healthy are, game. Are we doing like chips and Venmo or someone just, just, going to the bank? Just, and just get, be prepared. That's all I, that's all I can promote. All I can promote is that you need to be prepared because that's what we plan on all doing. Right for Friday during the playoff Pilsner event. That's good. That's what we plan on doing with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney, let's start with this. 
I think the two biggest advantages for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game are as follows. Number one, it's going to be cold. The Dolphins, they are 0-11. and 11. They have never won since 2017 when the temperature to kick off the game was below 40. And this one is going to be way below 40 degrees. Yeah. They are 1-17 when the temperature is below 49 degrees. This is not a team that has played well in these kind of environments. Also, if you look at starting quarterbacks making their first postseason start, this is to his first start. He didn't start last year with Skylar Thompson from Fort Osage High School. Mm. Going back to 2002, if this is your first start in the postseason, you are 25 and 44 in this situation. So you factor in the inexperience that you have, and you're going up against a team with a lot of postseason experience and a quarterback with a lot of postseason experience, and it's going to be cold, and it's going to be freezing. That just doesn't sound like a Dolphins win to me. Yeah, and I think that's why you see uh, the the line moving. I believe it opened up at three and a half for the Chiefs, and at some places you can get it for four and a half now. It's moved the whole point. And I think folks have found out about the weather, and I think the more that you look into this game, Patrick Mahomes is starting to get some of that respect again. This is the playoffs. This is Patrick Mahomes. You kind of throw out the regular season when you get to this point of the year. And so the Chiefs are rightly favored. I think four and a half probably feels about right. And that means they, you know, they should win the game. Uh, and I, I, I just put this up on arrowheadpride.com, just stemming from the press conferences today and some of the things that Mahomes said on, on Tuesday. I think he has realized and the Chiefs have realized how they're going to have to win this year. Like sometimes it's a really exciting time when you establish that the offensive identity is going to be this high powered show that always delivers 30 plus points. But I, I just think they realize now that that's not reality. And so they need to take care of the football. They need to score when they can, and they need to play good defense. And you do that. It becomes a, you never know how far this thing can go situation. I still believe that the chiefs have the best quarterback in the AFC. I believe they have the best quarterback in the NFL and he will be playing playoff football on Saturday. So let's see what happens. I have had like a checklist for the Chiefs, and it's very similar to what you just said. Run the ball successfully, control the line of scrimmage, play good defense, limit mistakes. If you can do that formula, no one says you got to play perfect football over the next four weeks, right? Like no one's saying that. No team in the NFL is going to play perfect. But the biggest thing that I've been looking at is the turnover differential. They are minus 11. Mm. They're minus 11 in turnover differential. You can be the most optimistic Chiefs fan in the world. If they lose the turnover differential to Miami, they're going home. If they lose the turnover differential on the road against Buffalo, I don't care if Patrick Mahomes is playing with a man of hair. If you throw two interceptions and you have a fumble in that game, you are losing. The biggest problem with the Chiefs this year has been they have consistently lost the turnover differential. They are one of the worst teams in the NFL at protecting the football. You cannot play that style of football and hope to advance. And and I think especially when you look at the road. And look, we've seen in previous seasons things can happen, upsets happen, and then suddenly home field advantage maybe starts come to come back to you. I'm just talking about what the the scratch would be, so to speak. You would be playing at Arrowhead against the Dolphins. You would travel to Buffalo to play the Bills. You would have to travel to Baltimore and play the Ravens, and then potentially the 49ers or someone else in, in the Super Bowl. you got to play clean football. 
in any of these contests that I just mentioned, and again, that is who's favored and who to match up against the Chiefs, in any of them, if you lose a turnover battle, you're losing the game. That includes Saturday. It really does. I mean, the Dolphins are good enough where if you give them that, they're going to win the football game. And so it's can the Chiefs actually do what they have been talking about all year. And I understand if you're a fan that uh, is pessimistic because we just really haven't seen it consistently. But I think you can also draw some optimism from that in, look, they still managed 11 in six uh, wins as far as your record goes when really being a pretty flawed football team. And now you have a lot of football potentially ahead of you should you finally be able to correct some of that stuff. I think all of the conversations that we have had about the Chiefs over the last couple of days on this show, I don't know how much you've listened over the last couple of days, Rob is very down on the Chiefs. And I think at the core of it, mm-hmm. Rob is asking and making good points. Hey, this team hasn't fixed the drops. This team hasn't fixed the penalties. They haven't fixed the turnovers. Why should I believe that they are going to do it now after 17 games, 18 weeks of the NFL? I think very simply it comes down to, do you trust the Chiefs? And it sounds like the Chiefs haven't earned Rob's trust. And I can't say that's a wrong stance to have after what we saw this season. But you have been pretty steadfast. You have been pretty consistent on the Chiefs this entire time. To my point, I'm not asking the Chiefs to play perfect football out of the drops, penalties, and turnovers. You have to correct one of them if you were trying to advance in this tournament. They might have the hardest path on paper if everything plays the seed of any of the teams in the postseason. You got Miami at home. You would have to go on the road to Buffalo and then on the road to Baltimore. They have not played a brand of football that would make you think they can win those three games based on what their flaws have been. They just got to correct one of them. You can live with the drop here or there. Mm -hmm. Other teams drop passes. No one thinks you're going to go three straight weeks without having a penalty. You're going to have penalties. But I think the problem has been usually when the Chiefs have lost, they have done all three of those things in one individual game, and that has normally been the difference in you losing 27-24, where in years past you won that game 27-24. Yeah, and four out of the six losses, they had multiple turnovers in in those games. And so you you probably could find a way to be okay with one. Um, Obviously, less as you go, uh, but you can't have two turnovers. Like, if the Chiefs end up turning the ball over twice, I don't care how good the defense has been. They are going to be in a very, very, very precarious scenario. So it just depends on if they could finally clean it up. And I think the key word that you mentioned right there is tournament. And what that means is this has nothing to do with the regular season. Everything can be just thrown out. And I think sometimes that can give you life. In recent years, it's been something that the Chiefs have had to remember because usually they're the number one seed and they have the best record and they have the home field advantage and so on and so forth. But I think they know it. Now, here in Steve Spagnuolo today, something that stood out to me was this notion that he had of, well, I've been saying this to coaches. I've been saying this to players this week where – If we don't perform as we did in the regular season, which ended up being the number two defense in the NFL, if we don't perform well and we suddenly have a bad game, you know who's going to remember the 17 games that we had where we became the number two defense in the NFL? Nobody. Nobody is going to remember. And so for for better, for worse, whatever you want to describe it, this is how playoffs and the playoff system in America works. If you don't go and win a championship or at least get to a Super Bowl, people are kind of going to forget about what you did during the regular season as good as it was on that side of the football. And you can kind of reverse it for the Chiefs offense where it's like, hey, this was not at times a very fun season. 
But if we turn it on, if we play clean ball, if we're able to score more points than the other team for three games in a row, guess who's going to remember what was a tough sometimes regular season to watch? Nobody. Same type of thing. And so that's the mentality both sides have to have. Right now we're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, I believe that Isaiah Pacheco has the most to gain of any Chiefs player over the next couple of weeks. If this team is going to advance, Mm. you'd have to think, at least if things play to seed, it's going to be cold for three straight weeks. It's going to be cold, certainly on Saturday. If you go to Buffalo, it's Buffalo in the middle of January. (laughs) It ain't going to be tropical. Lake effect. And it's also probably not going to be warm in Baltimore if that's the team that you end up playing. It's going to be really cold for these next three weeks. Yeah. Just based on what we've seen this season, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is throwing for 400 yards and three touchdown passes in these three games. I don't think he's going out there and playing that way. I think Mahomes is going to probably have to keep it 260, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and play that kind of brand of football. But what I think they should do and what they should lean into is this is a game in which Isaiah Pacheco should get 18 or more carries. This is a game in which you should lean into running the football. And I think of – we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You've been here enough to know that there is a certain like pantheon of Chiefs players. Like Patrick is on his own tier, he should be. Then you've got those tier two Chiefs. You've got Travis Kelsey, Derek Johnson, Jamal Charles. You've got that level of Chiefs. If Isaiah Pacheco has the postseason that I think he could have with this team, and this team ends up making a deep postseason run, and they do so because Isaiah Pacheco is a strong catalyst of this, he will forever, I think, be solidified as one of the most famous or popular Chiefs of this era. Well, certainly if they were to do it this year, uh, if they were to somehow manage to do it this year, I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to be heavily involved. And I, I think based upon your team build and what we're describing, he needs to be touching the football a lot, minimum 15 times, probably more in the realm of 20 to 25 and playing offense that way. And I, I think we've seen the chiefs have success with that uh, this year, especially from the middle half toward uh, what was, you know, the end of the season. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, Pacheco is quietly one of the best running backs in the NFL. I, I think at times he reminds me of, of that dominant, fierce uh, run style of, of Derrick Henry, even at times. Um, and I, I know that he sort of added a little bit of patience to his game this year. I think he's ready for the postseason. He's, he's probably the guy that is taking the place of Travis Kelsey when you consider who the offense really runs through. I think in previous seasons we saw – Kelsey was just uncoverable, even as as recent as last year. One of the storylines in Phoenix when I was covering the Super Bowl that everyone kept saying is, well, Kelsey is always open. Fortunately, you know, age, whatever, a little bit of that week one injury. I mean, it, it hasn't been a case where Kelsey's been always open this year. I mean, he was still averaged you know, or still was able to have more than 900 yards. But I think you have a stronger player right now uh, gaining some steam in the playoffs in Isaiah Pacheco. And so – it's not going to be your, your Chiefs of old. Like, like I said a million times, it's not going to be your Chiefs of old. I think you run the ball, you play good D, take care of it. As we said, no fumbles, no picks, no five Jawan Taylor false starts. And then all of a sudden, I think you're right there with the pack. And so why not the Chiefs? Right now we got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us in studio. Do you take anything from the final game? And I guess to me the two big takeaways from the game is I think Charles Amenahu has been as good as any player on their team the last six weeks of the season. I think he has been really, really good. Very good. And has pretty consistently made an impact, I think, on the game. I would then say I came away impressed with McCole Hardman as he looks healthy again and looks like he has a little bit of a burst. 
This team could desperately use somebody other than Rasheed Rice, other than Travis Kelsey, and other than Isaiah Pacheco to make a play over the final month of the season. Who is most likely to make that play? Could that player be McCall Hardman based on what we saw Sunday against the Chargers? I like the game in McColl, and you know I had written this on the rapid reaction. I, I don't know how much legitimate stuff you were going to gain from Week 18, but in the conversations that we had following the game, after Mahomes, or I should say McColl, after McColl got 100% of the offensive snaps, Andy Reid essentially said that the conversations were ongoing mid-game where he was going to be more of a rotational guy in that game. He wanted to play and play and play, and Andy felt like, McColl thought he needed that to get back into right the groove, the rhythm, and so on and so forth. And I thought uh, he had some times where uh, he was really flashing in the game and just a, a certain amount of speed that the Chiefs don't have. I think they've established right now this year's number one receiver is going to be Rasheed Rice, but Rasheed Rice doesn't have the speed that Hardman has. We've seen Rasheed Rice, who had a perfect uh, angle to the end zone, a lot of green in front of him, kind of get chased down. And so I, I think there are some things that you do with McColl Hardman uh, that you just don't get from anyone else on the team. And I think Andy Reid realized that. That was one of my questions that I had for him to start the week is, you know, did McColl really earn some time? And he kind of alluded to that. You know, I think he is going to gain a little bit more of a role in the postseason. You mentioned Charles Amenehue. Amenehue has been really impressive to end the year. I believe it's been six straight weeks of uh, at least a half a sack in the game. Uh, I liked Cam Jones. Cam Jones uh, looked like uh, uh, Mr. Steal Your Job in a, in a way. The Chiefs have a, a lot of decisions to make. I wonder what it means for Willie Gay, but I thought Cam Jones looked great leading the team in tackles. And then my other big takeaway from the game was, man, Chris Jones' next contract, whether it be Kansas City or elsewhere, get this guy a pressure incentive bonus because he was nuts. He was a monster. And it was all based upon him needing this sack. And I put this out there. Uh, on X or Twitter. I know you don't, you don't like when I, I say X, um, but uh, listen to this on Chris Jones, CDOT. Chris Jones had 10 pressures on 25 rushes in the first half against the Chargers. He got the million-dollar sack on the 31st rush of the game. His run to the sideline clocked in at 15 miles an hour. That's his second-fastest speed of any play on Sunday, and his pressure total came in at 12 on 31 <laughs> pass rushes, tied for the most pressures in a game by any pass rusher in the NFL this season, and he came out at the beginning of the third quarter. So get this guy at another incentive deal. Pay it, pay him, but make sure there's some incentives involved. Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. We, you noticed that we took the MVS part out of your open. Mark you didn't West. acknowledge that, but it's okay. Mm, I thank you for that. I did sing a Christmas song. No, you did, and I'm happy. Christmas tune. But I do have a Marquez, Marquez, however you pronounce his name. I Mar do have, it's, it's Marquez. I uh, do have a Marquez question to ask you. Mm -hmm. Do you think his season is redeemable? Because mm. if you are one of the people that think that the contract is justified because of how well he played in the AFC championship game, couldn't this entire season in which he has been the least popular <laughs> Kansas City Chief, isn't this season redeemable if he plays well in one of these games? I mean, that's basically what happened last year. He had six yards receiving in their first postseason game. He had zero yards receiving in the Super Bowl. He played well in one postseason yeah. game last year, and people think that justifies the entire contract that he's put together. Yeah. Couldn't he do something similar this season where in a game against Buffalo, in a game against Miami in this first postseason game, if he has 95 yards receiving, does that make up for the entire year? The real answer is yes. I mean, I think a lot of people would say no, but 
the truthful answer is absolutely. I mean, we say the same thing about Sammy Watkins and Frank Clark. There were periods where, you know, these two players were very disappointing as far as a staying on the field and regular season production standpoint. And if it wasn't for their postseason performances, I don't know if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in the given years that we're talking about. And so, of course, uh, I think that could happen for Marquez Valdez-Scanling. I mean, we just saw, I think, Clyde have a little bit of a resurgence while Pacheco was out of the mix. Clyde played some good football down the stretch, and I think he, in a lot of ways, turned some fans back to himself in a, in a positive light. So I think that's possible. Do I personally find it likely? I don't. And uh, I know the indication from the fact that Marquez didn't play a ton of snaps in week 18 would be, well, he's going to be part of the postseason rotation. And I think he will be, whether you agree with that or not. Um, but it's just, you know, how many opportunities should he be getting? But I look, if, if it happens, it happens. And if Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling has, let's say, 80 yards and let's give him a touchdown on Saturday, I think you're feeling pretty good about having him on the team. Uh, and maybe even if there's a repeat performance in, in future rounds, should the Chiefs be able to win? Uh, for sure. Uh, you can always redeem yourself in the postseason. And look, the Chiefs are cutting him. Uh, I don't think there's anything he does in the 2023-24 postseason that makes them say, you know what, we're going to keep this guy on the team next year for that big salary cap number. So in a way, uh, I don't th- even want him back a for a contract postseason. Yeah, I don't even want him back. There was there was scenarios for Frank Clark that you were like, hey, right. if he's willing to take this, and I, okay, perfectly fine. I'm, I'm I'm I got no issues with that. There's not there's no scenario in which I want MVS on the there, team next year. But what I'm saying is, I agree. And but in that sense, this is an ultra motivating postseason run for him. I mean, if he has a good postseason, it ups his number be it small, whatever it's going to be for Team X that decides to pay him. Like, couldn't you see him with the Jags in that Zay Jones role or something, you know, something like that? Like, he's going to have another team. I don't think he's done after this year. So we can make a lot of money by actually performing well in the postseason. Right now, we're talking with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get his thoughts on Tyreek Hill, who is making his triumphant playoff return mm. to Kansas City. I'm just happy that the football gods finally gave us that one, man. They you cheated were upset us about the, first the Germany time. thing. You was didn't want to hear upset. about schnitzel. I know the schnitzel is not your thing, too. And, uh, you know, Tyree Kill wanted to play in Kansas City, and now he finally, you know, he finally gets to come. I just don't know why they didn't get the Lions or the Bears game, why they had to take the Dolphins <laughs> game. I just don't know why they had to do that. Chiefs-Bears Chiefs would have been a, 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 fine, uh, a fine Germany matchup. Yeah, can, can you imagine if Taylor Swift's first game was the Tyree Kill game? Would have been great. Would have been awesome. Really, uh, and I'm forgetting the owner's name in Tampa. It was the Tampa ownership that kind of messed it up because Tampa and Kansas City are Germany teams. They wanted to do it last year, but Tampa wanted the game. Tampa wanted the game in Tampa Bay. So, uh, you know, you ended up stealing the the Dolphins game. But now, look, uh, it happens here. And I think if, uh, you know, you know, trying to think of, of what he what he's thinking, Tyree Kill, like he probably prefer prefers that it's a playoff game. I mean, this is a this is a big game to have your return to Kansas City. He get booed. Yeah, I think so. Like, like noticeably where they make a mention to it on the broadcast that they are booing Tyree Kill. I would lean. Yes. Yeah, I would lean yes. I think he gets booed. I think he said too much since he left uh, just about the organization and, you know, fans have noticed. And I, he also, I've noticed this about him as well, C. Uh during times when the Chiefs were really faltering this year, 
Now, he would drop an emoji uh, on the X, or he would kind of uh, allude to, I told you so, about uh, the Chiefs. Um, so, so there's definitely some sour grapes uh, there. And Kansas City has a lot of smart fans. I, yeah, I think he gets booed. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us in studio, the most popular Chiefs website on all of the interwebs. Coming up, I noticed something very interesting about how we feel about this team heading into this matchup against Miami and Super Wild Card Weekend. I also want to get your thoughts on the other games that we're going to have in the NFL playoffs as well. I also have a question to ask you about one of my favorite movies. We'll do all that in your appearance. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride here. Keep it locked in. It's the drive. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive, brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Prime. I was thinking this about the Chiefs. This is the first time that I can remember going into a postseason in quite some time where there is not a single offensive player that I am scared of. Hmm. Not a one. Not with the way that their defense is played. I think you can argue this season that Tyree Kill has been the best player in the National Football League. I think you can make that argument. Right. I understand value, and I'm not saying he should have won MVP, but if you were arguing just sheer dominance and ability to change a game, there might not be a player in the league who was better this year than Tyree Kill. 
I don't know if he's someone you should be afraid of heading into this game based on how they as a defense have done against players of his caliber and how they did earlier this season against them. I'm not saying that Tyree's going to have 12 yards receiving. Right. But normally, there's normally one player, whether it was Derrick Henry, that first Super Bowl run that you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He could have a really good day. Or it's Diggs or Gabriel Davis. Like those players, Jamar Chase. They've had those players yeah. come up over this postseason run. I don't know if there's any reason to be afraid of Tyreek heading into Saturday's game. Yeah, I think the two players that stick out for me uh, in the entire postseason are someone they'll see Saturday in uh, Devon Achan and James Cook of the Bills. I think if you try to nitpick what has been an outstanding Chiefs defense, they've struggled with running backs uh, here and there, especially ones that approach that elite level. And I know this sounds crazy to like even think about saying, but if you really dig into HN, he was injured a lot this year. When he's been healthy, he's been as close to Christian McCaffrey uh, as they come. And I just want to know early in the game that the Chiefs are going to make sure that this guy can't wreck the entire thing. And so what's strange is I agree with you. I think Tyree Kill, you know, he's among CMC for – one of those two guys are the best offensive player in the league. I'm less afraid of what Hill may do to impact this game than this rookie back who can gain yardage and score in a flash, a little bit of a home run hitter, does the pass game, does the run game. Uh, that's That's been more of a problem for Kansas City than receivers. And then you compound that with everything we've been talking about, like, okay, suddenly the Dolphins are dictating the run game and the Chiefs make a mistake, and then you you just don't want to be in that situation. So, oddly enough, I agree. Like, Tyreek Hill has been awesome. He's been amazing. Doesn't scare me as much as the back. It's funny that a player on the Chiefs, like, with how visible they've been this year. You know, they have been one of the more visible teams in the league, and they should be, based on all the star power that they have. It's surprising that Snead doesn't really have any buzz in terms of Pro Bowl, probably should have been a starter. They did that list for first-team All-Pro amongst the players, and he wasn't on that list. There was not a cornerback in the NFL that was better this year than Legereus Snead. If you factor in how they did against top-flight competition and he's somebody that shadows the other team's best receiver and moves around the field, I'm surprised that Snead isn't getting the conversation that he should be for how good he's been this year on a team like Kansas City. You know, that's why you, you, know, you can't trust the fans. You can't trust the players. We got to wait for the all-pro list because that is voted upon by the writers. And the writers know best. And I'm, I'm holding out hope that the all-pro list will not snub the best cornerback in the NFL, who is LeJarrius Sneed. I'm holding out hope because he deserves it. I mean, he deserves some kind of recognition for the year he's put together. And wait until he hits the free agent market because he's certainly going to get paid that way and so i'm i'm holding out hope the all pro list hasn't been released yet i'm, I'm hoping that uh, the ap the associated press not arrowhead pride this time i hope they take care of Legarius sneed right now we're joined in studio by our guy pete sweeney of arrowhead pride pete i made a list in order of games that i'm most interested in this weekend from Ooh. one through six my number one was lions and rams was on that list so you're more interested in lions rams than the chiefs game i had that as number two on my list 
I had that game as number two is. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in Saturday's game between these two teams. It's going to be cold. You know how I feel about Miami's offense against an actual living, breathing defense. We know about Kansas City's offense. It has really cold 1916 energy between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I think that Rams and Lions indoors on that track meet with the weapons that are on both sides, I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend. I'm really excited for that game. What game are you most excited about? I like that pick because of the storyline with the quarterbacks as well. Uh, you know, you have Matt Stafford going back to Detroit in a in a playoff game, was able to win the Super Bowl with the Rams. We know that Jared Goff wasn't, and Goff has played a lot better in the years to follow. And so love that matchup, love the storylines that surround that matchup. I'm intrigued by the Browns and the Texans uh, because – you know, I look at Eagles, Bucks, and I look at Cowboys, Packers. Maybe it's interesting for a second, but I think the Eagles and Cowboys end up winning those games. I think the Bills beat the Steelers. You already took the Rams and Lions. I think that game is more up in the air. So if I'm not picking the Chiefs and the Dolphins, I like Cleveland and their resurgence. I'm very intrigued by Joe Flacco turning back the clock. I also like the fact that should the rest of the games go as we think, the Browns would be heading to Baltimore, setting up Joe Flacco versus Baltimore in Baltimore. I don't think it gets anything uh, any better than that. But I also like the Houston Texans. I think C.J. Stroud very quietly here uh, was was an MVP candidate in November. He suffered the concussion, had a, a bunch of injuries there. And then recently, toward the end of the season, has now looked like that November Stroud that was kind of taking the league by storm. Um, and, at, you know, at one point it was a no-doubter for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now I think it might go to Puka Nakua in L.A. But I, I just like the matchup between that defense and C.J. Stroud. The Texans are kind of that new team on the block that I don't think their 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 names have as much notoriety as maybe they will one day against a, a franchise that, to me, uh, has been – dying for any kind of postseason success. There's also the element here, too, storyline-wise, of Houston traded Deshaun Watson to the, the Browns. That has been an absolute disaster so far, and now they get to try to go win a game against that same franchise with what has been a way better option in C.J. Stroud. So um, give me Texas Browns. I'm probably not going to be able to watch a ton of it because I'll be layered up and driving to Arrowhead Stadium, uh, but I'll definitely catch uh, some of the highlights. So let me give you the teams that are underdogs this weekend. The Texans are two-and-a-half-point dogs. The Dolphins are four-and-a-half points. Pittsburgh is 10. Green Bay is seven-and-a-half. The Rams plus three. Buccaneers plus three. Give me your underdog that you think is a lock to win this weekend. The Pete Sweeney, I'm going to the book. Mm. I'm driving over to the Kansas side. I'm going to Hollywood Casino. I'm putting down $50. Give me your underdog that you think is a lock this weekend. Yeah, it's tough. I would I would be between the Texans and the Rams. I already described all my reasons for uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, and they, they do have home field advantage. I, I think in these type of games, you like you like the home dog. The Rams and the Lions, I think it's closer to a toss-up than uh, the other games. So, you know, if I have to pick, I think I'd go Houston. Uh, Houston to take that first game. I uh, can't believe, actually, that they're a dog. I would think that that game should maybe be more of a pick em. Uh L.A. And, and Detroit, I could see going either way. I do like the Rams better, but not enough to make them my underdog lock of the weekend. I think Philly's losing on Monday. 
Whoa. I think Philly's losing. Oh, Rob, what do you think of that? Do you agree with They've that, They've lost Rob? five of their last six. They're limping to Come the finish on. line. This think... Eagles team is playing like a team that is ready for their season to end. No, they're, they'll get by. I think they'll get by that game. I do. I, I don't think that. I don't think they lost to the Giants and the Cardinals in back-to-back weeks. It's not crazy to think that they go on the road and lose to Tampa when you just got beat by 17 on Sunday well, by the Giants. You know, with the, Tyrod Taylor at the helm. The, the defense is going to, I think, turn it on for that game. Granted, like, the defense ain't turned it on all season. But it's Baker Mayfield, man. It's not. You're not. It was Tyrod last week. You know, I, that, I understand. You're back. You're backing into the playoffs. I'm not ready to go as far as to think that Tampa's okay. going to pull. It. I think Tampa Bay is pulling that, off the that's upset. A, they're they're underdogs as well, right? Tampa's yeah. a home dog. It's an interesting case, but I I I'm not ready to pick against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I think they'll find a way to win one game. Now you want to talk about next? Week. Oh, they're definitely losing next week. It's I'm not even worried about that. They're definitely if they win this week, they ain't win. this Eagles team ain't winning two games in a row. Not against playoff teams, absolutely not. Coming up on the other side, I don't know if you know this or not, but if I had to make a list of the ten movies that I've seen the most, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective would be on that list. Mm. I love that movie with Jim Carrey. I've got a couple of questions to ask you about that movie coming up on the (laughs) other side. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Catch Nate Taylor in studio every Friday starting at 4 o'clock. And if you miss any of the conversation, listen on demand with the Odyssey app and 610sports.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's George Carlathis, and you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Our guy Pete Sweeney is joining us in studio. He is presented by Mark Ferguson, the KC attorney that has been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's our guy, Mark Ferguson. Marky Mark, thank you. So I don't know if you know this or not, but Ace Ventura Pet Detective is one of my 10 favorite movies. Mm. Not saying it's one of the best movies, but if I had to make a list of the 10 movies that I enjoy, I find the most rewatchable that bring me the most happiness and joy. Ace Ventura Pet Detective would be on that list. La who her big fan. <laughs> I'm going to give you a one got to go. Are you ready? Sure. Rob, hit some music. <laughs> You can never watch any of these actors' movies ever again. Okay. One Gotta Go. Jim Carrey. Adam Sandler. Will Ferrell or Seth Rogen. (laughs) One Gotta Go. You can never watch any of their movies ever again. 
Which one are you picking? Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, or Seth Rogen? Pete Sweeney, one gotta go. Well, for those uh, of you know folks who know me well, Adam Sandler's a non-option. I, I, I love Big Daddy too much. Uh, kind of grew up with Adam Sandler, so he stays. I also really like the brand of humor that uh, Seth Rogen delivers. Um, too many good movies from him as well, so those two are out. So for me, it's between Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell. And I think I'm saying goodbye to Jim Carrey. I think I am. I think, uh, I think I, I, I personally, I'll explain it. I personally. Jim Carrey? I out of per- here? Listen, and here's why. I personally enjoy uh, a humor that's a little bit more subtle, right? Like that's a little bit more dry. And Jim Carrey is very big. Not that I don't from time to time enjoy that, but I, I prefer more so like that dry, sarcastic, insinuated humor than you know, somebody stop me, that type of thing. Another impression for you, Rob. The text line is saying Seth Rogen movies. Yeah, I don't. Seth I, can go. Seth. I enjoy Seth Rogen. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it. Does Jim Carrey have a movie that's funnier than 40 Year Old Virgin? Does he have one? And I love Jim Super. Carrey. I love Liar Liar. I love Ace Ventura is not funnier than 40 Year Old Virgin. Does he have one? Super Super Bad is like, oh, it's almost going to turn into eventually like an American classic too. Super Are bad. we calling 40 Year Old Virgin Seth Rogen though? Like you can't play an ancillary character and get the credit for the movie. That's a Steve Carell movie. One of the funniest bits in the entire movie features Seth Rogen, where they're sitting there playing Mortal Kombat. You know the one I'm talking about. I can't say it on the radio, but you know exactly the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> Seth Rogen is very important in 40-year-old version. Absolutely. He also he also has The Night Before, which, you know, I've said on the air here when it's Christmas time. You love that movie. Love that movie. Love to that's watch it every year. That's because you're Joshua Gordon-Levin. <laughs> that's not Joseph, true. That's because that's who you are. I don't know if that's are. true. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Someone said, what's the funniest movie? And we're talking about Seth Rogen and Adam Sandler. What's the funniest movie he's had since Funny People? Hustle's a really good movie. Hustle's good. Yeah, if you haven't seen Hustle, Hustle's really good. By the way, are we calling funny people a good movie? Because that movie was terrible. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. Knocked Up is good. Step Brothers. Do you like Grown Ups? I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually think the first Grown Ups is funny. Yeah, I like Grown Ups. The second one, we didn't need the second one, but the first one's funny. I don't love Grown Ups, but I, I, I can embrace Grown Ups. This is a The only reason I'm picking uh, Jim Carrey in this, and I obviously how I feel about is... I would get rid of Will Ferrell, but I don't know if that means I also can't watch Wedding Crashers again. No, you, would, you wouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I have to, I have to get rid of Jim Carrey. There's only, I mean, there's only really two Jim Carrey movies that I watch frequently. It's Liar Liar and Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. You gave Pete all that grief, and you turn around and get, get rid of Jim Carrey the exact same way. I mean, come on that's, now. That's, the that's what the way. show is. <laughs> that's the C. That's my way. favorite thing to do on this show. Yeah, you, that, that, he, he trashes you for picking. And then uh, I agree. Thing. Yeah, on the back half, then I agree. Someone said, what about Uncut Gems? I liked Uncut Gems. I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh, I'm keeping. I'm mad they had to do my guy the weekend that way. I don't like his appearance. I feel bad for Adam Sandler because he did a lot of comedies. Know, early on that that hit and i think he tried his 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 best to make uncut gems one of these like award winners and i think he blanked as far as award goes awards go with that and i don't you know i don't know if i i disagree with the um award presenters or the voters you know as you would i don't i don't know if that should have beaten out other movies that year but like i said i it i don't like 
doing it, but I, I'd have to say goodbye to Jim Carrey and those four for sure. If we had like a Hall of Fame for, you know, like actresses, you know, like Robin Givens and Boomerang. I don't know if you've seen Boomerang mm-hmm. or not. Very funny movie. You know, she would be in this Hall of Fame. You know, if you put in Jennifer Aniston from Horrible Bosses or We Are the Millers, she'd be in the Hall of Fame. Courtney Cox from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, just an elite performance by her. Just, that was a just incredible. She did a great job. I think if you were talking about funny women actresses uh, on the Mount Rushmore, you got, Elaine's got to be there from Seinfeld, right? I mean, she she's certainly making the list. This is the talking about a different Hall of Fame. A little, a little different <laughs> Hall of Fame. Don't know if I'm putting Elaine in my Hall of Fame, but if you, right? know, if you want to put, you know, that's perfectly fine. She did That's such a good fine. job for all those years. And then she had a second show that it did well. Veep. I'll get you out of here with this, my good friend. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. You know I always ask that question to close. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think the answer comes to the turnovers. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, I think if the Chiefs take care of the ball, they're a better team than Miami. If you give Miami extra chances, especially with some of these explosive weapons in a short field and they build a lead, you're going to lose. And so for me, that's the, that's the bucket to watch. I I think there's also um, a bucket that should be monitored for Isaiah Pacheco touches. I think if the chiefs give Isaiah Pacheco less than 15 touches, there's a good chance they lose the football game. If he's 15 or higher, I know it's simplified, but I think they're going to be in a better scenario than probably means uh, better things for them uh, across the board. And also, I mean, it helps if you can create turnovers. But I think it all stems, you know, if the if the Chiefs turn the football over, that's that's how the Dolphins win. Uh, if they don't, that's how they um, that's how the Chiefs advance to the next round. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us in studio. He will be back in an hour or so to join us for the hits as we get through the top stories of the day in sports and in Kansas City. A day in which we saw Pete Carroll. Did he get fired? Did he step down? How would you? From what I can, what's t- the adjective you would use to describe Mu- Pete Carroll today? Uh, mutual, mutual demotion. It looks like to me. It, from what I can tell from the headlines, I haven't really read into it, but it seems like he's going to stay with the Seahawks uh, in an advisory role. It looks like so. This is a uh, Uncle Pete. You know, we love you. We want you to stick around, but just not making any decisions anymore. So uh, here's your office, and uh, let's get let's get going on your uh, advising. We'll talk about the top stories of the day coming up in about an hour or so with our guy, Pete Sweeney. Appreciate his time. He'll be back coming up in a bit. Jay Binkley is going to join us in studio in about 20 minutes or so. Coming up at the top of the hour, Jamar Chase was on SportsCenter and certainly has a lot to say about the Kansas City Chiefs as a player who is not participating in this year's postseason. And also, MVS has certainly been outside the circle of trust. Is there any way that he can get back in it this postseason? We'll discuss it. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.